Welcome to Around the Keg, your one-stop shop for hot takes and cold beer, brought to you by Dr. Squatch. Dr. Squatch makes you feel like a man and smell like a champion. Save 20% off your first purchase of bar soaps, hair care, colognes, beard oils, and more with code DSQATKEG. That's DSQATKEG. Now let's pop the tab. Man, what's up, guys? It's been a while. It's uh, been a couple of weeks since I've been on here, so good to be back. Good to see you guys. How y'all doing? Oh, we missed you, Matt. We missed you a lot. Yeah, man. You've been stuck on, uh, I guess, daddy duty, maybe a little bit of coaching duty. I know baseball season's just getting started. Have y'all started games yet? Uh, yeah, so we've had our first our first scrimmage was last week, and then we had our first two regular season games this week. So games have already started. Practice started January 14th, 15th, something like that, 16th, somewhere in those regions. And uh, it's been full go ever since. So I've been slammed with the coaching duties the past couple of weeks. We normally, like, so my baseball schedule is we practice from 4 to 7 every night. So I get home around 7.15, 7.30, and then generally I have to tap in and, and help take over daddy duty because Ree's been here by herself since the kids got out of school and she got off of work. So it's uh, it's been a process. But, uh, yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to good to have uh, some human interaction again. I feel like I've been, like, secluded for a while. Yeah, we've uh, we definitely miss having you on. You know, we miss the stepbrothers rivalry between you and and Lando, which Lando's not here this week, but uh, so we, we won't get that again. But uh, yeah, we're excited to have you back. Excited to talk some some NFL, some some Super Bowl, and maybe a little bit of college baseball. I know you're hype about that. Uh, before we get into that, though, Wit, I got a little bit of a treat for you. No beer for Matt today. He's on daddy duty. But uh, so we got uh, some rock solid brewing beer here today i met up with the owner of rock solid brewing uh this past weekend nick alberga awesome guy um really got a great brewery out there it's in ball ground georgia um i was up there for a wedding just a really great space they have some really good beer i I did get to try a couple beers uh and he was gracious enough to give us some for today's episode today we have either a no limes required is a mexican lager or we have a Double Bohemian Haze, which is a hazy IPA. Which one do you want to crack open here? Ooh, I'll go for the hazy IPA. Okay. Let's get that, let's get that crack. Let's talk about, a, oh gosh, 9.3%. Oh. It, it's it's a beast. I might, uh, I live next door, but I might need Ryan to come pick me up. <laughs> We're just going to let that spill all over the place. Yeah, way to spill that everywhere. I will say, too, their logo is super cool. I, I know our listeners can't see it. We're not, we're not doing a live show right now. Um, then, you know. Eventually we might be, but right now we're not. It says Ballground, Georgia, which is really cool because we're big fans of local breweries that kind of show off the city they're in, especially ones that are kind of in further out cities from like big cities, not like Atlanta or Nashville. And we love Atlanta and Nashville too, and we enjoy those breweries. But places like Ballground don't have a ton going on over there. So when you got a really cool brewery like this, it kind of opens up the city. So. Yeah, it's it's a little up there uh, for us. We know we're in the Atlanta area, so it's a little up there, but definitely we're going to have to make our way back up there. Matt, you'll have to get up there with us too and try some of this beer. The the Hazy I tried, but I was there. I loved it. Uh, they got, like I said, they got the no limes required, the uh, um, Mexican lager, just about everybody likes that. Uh, it's like for the light beer drinkers. And then the Bohemian Haze is what we're having now. They had a Razzmatazz, which Ooh. is a raspberry cheesecake. 
Oh, that sounds awesome. I'm I'm really excited to try that one. I, I got to go back up there for that one. But yeah, so awesome guy. They started the brewery in 2020 uh, amongst everything going on. So uh, congrats to him for getting it off the ground um, and just bringing more microbreweries because everybody loves those right now. I'll say this too. At 9.3%, this double, what is it, bohemian, double bohemian haze, double IPA, 9.3%. I will be, if I went to this brewery and actually spent a full night here, I would be destroyed. I'd be so drunk. <laughs> yeah, 9.3 is a beast. Absolutely need a need a ride home. I know ball ground's pretty far too from yeah. here. So uh, I might have to maybe get a hotel. Yeah, we'll have to do a, a show on location up there. Absolutely. Y'all would just have to come over because ball ground's only like 30 minutes from me. I saw that. I saw how close we were, and uh, I was thinking about. I was thinking about just driving over to you with some of this beer. Yeah, that's right. That's what we could do. We just stay at Matt's house, hang out with the kids, see Ray a little bit, and go get you know hammered at a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and drive on back. I could have. I when we first cracked these beers open, I know y'all can't really see it. It's it's what this is pretty big beer. Forty ounces. This is a thirty-two ounce. It's, 32 ounce it's a crowler. crowler. It's yeah. They have a keg. You can get keg fills. Uh, you can bring a growler, or they have crowler cans right now. You can buy. They're not in canning yet, but uh, so you have to go to the location because um, they're not in stores yet. But he said he's looking into it. Nick was a really awesome guy. Loved sitting down with him, getting chat a little bit about him starting the brewery and, and about his beer, um, and about a little bit about sports as well. He's a NFL guy, not so much college football. He says he's a Giants fan. I felt sorry for him. <laughs> hey, they got a couple good players over there. Lots of Georgia guys. As everybody knows, I'm the Georgia fan of the podcast. Um, I guess first time Nick's probably going to listen to this one if he is going to listen to it. Nick, I like a lot of players that play for the Giants. Not a huge Giants fan myself, but I liked Eli when he was there. Yeah. Is that about it? <laughs> That's about <laughs> just, it. It's just as far Eli. as I can get into it. I mean, they're, they had a couple really good players. OBJ's not my favorite guy when he was there. I, I was kind of glad that he left and – Went to Cleveland. Was actually I, able to produce. I will say this, though. I know we're, we're probably going to talk about the Super Bowl more than anything when it comes to NFL today. But if we're talking about the Giants, I think they actually have a pretty bright future ahead of them. They got two top 10 draft picks coming up. They got a quarterback that I don't think is as bad as people give him credit for. And they got a pretty decent young defense. I think there's a lot of growing they could do. Obviously, there's a couple things that need to change, but. It's good for you, Nick. Hopefully, it gets better. Yeah, I, the the Giants is a is an interesting thing because I feel like every year I'm like, oh, I think they might actually be pretty good this year, and then they just disappoint. You know, they're they're not as good. I'm not a Giants fan either, so I mean, personally, I'm kind of indifferent on the Giants. I pretty much hate all teams, New York for the most part. Sorry, Nick, but uh, you know, I I, uh, I I I I can dig some Eli Manning. Uh, I just hated it. Weirdly enough, like the Manning brothers, I hated both of the, all of the teams that they played for it, with the exception of the Broncos. Like I, I didn't hate the Broncos when Peyton played there, but I didn't, I hated the Colts growing up and I hated the Giants, but I always pulled for the Mannings to do well. So it was, I don't know, it was, it was kind of weird. Uh, but it was cool seeing the, those guys bring those franchises to all the success that they had. So, uh, but, but since we're talking football, we might as well go ahead and jump into it, man. Like, Super Bowl 2022 is in the books. The Cincinnati Bengals came up just short against the LA Rams. Maddie Stafford, OBJ, Cooper Cup uh, had really good games. They win their ring. Aaron Donald finally gets his ring. Uh, man, I, I got a lot of thoughts on this game. It was it was really cool. But uh, Whit, I'll let you go ahead and and, and take off since you kind of 
opened up and started talking a little bit about OBJ already. I'll let you uh, kick us off here. OBJ, he obviously did a lot of really good things for the Rams before he got hurt. What was it, midway through the first quarter? Uh, but he had the first touchdown. He looked pretty good. He's looked good since he got to the Rams. But obviously, if you know me, I'm going to glorify Matthew Stafford, the dude. Number one overall pick in 2009. He was my favorite player that ever played for Georgia. He got you know drafted in 2009. He played for the Detroit Lions. He was hurt his first couple years. Everybody was kind of labeling him as a bust. He uh, finally got to play with Calvin Johnson. He took him to two playoffs, I think, in his whole career there. He's, he was there for, what, 11 years, I think? I think he was with them for 11 years. Uh, really got to play for probably about probably about eight or nine. And he did really well. I think a lot of people hated him. Most Detroit fans I know don't like Matthew Stafford, which I find very, very strange. And maybe it's just because I'm a biased Georgia fan, but I don't know. Either way, he got traded to the Rams this offseason for two first-round picks and Jared Goff. Um, and I believe they got a fourth-round pick, too. But and everybody said, too, like it's this is a game-changer for Stafford. He finally has a franchise that will invest in him, that will build around him, that has the weapons for him to use. And uh, you saw what happened with Cooper Cup this year. Dude came out, won Super Bowl MVP. Um, I believe he won. No, he didn't win Comeback Player of the Year, but he was up there for it. Uh, they had brought in OBJ for him. They they signed him after uh, he got cut by the Browns for having some culture problems going on there. And they traded for Von Miller. Uh, they already had Aaron Donald trade for Jalen Ramsey a couple years ago. The Rams traded their entire future of the franchise for this Super Bowl team. And it ended up paying off. If they wouldn't have won this, it would have been a questionable move. I mean, it's not something that a lot of teams do. It's very, very, uh, very odd for some a team to do this. Uh, most coaches want to have the future draft picks just in case the teams they put together don't do as well. McVay decided he was just going to go all in and put all take the whole deck and I don't, I don't know what they do in poker. Go all in, I <laughs> go guess. On. Go all in. Yeah, Spend uh, all the money on aren't it. Aren't they in some serious cap trouble though? I saw was it McVay at, at the parade? We'll call it a parade. There's about ten people there. Uh, McVay at the parade was saying to uh, to Aaron Donald, he was like, hey. You gonna come back? You gonna run it back? He's like, well, I guess. <laughs> like, if you can pay me. Well, I know that there was a lot of rumors swirling about Donald potentially retiring if they won pre Super Bowl. I mean, I-, I think that dude's in too good a shape and too much of a beast in the height of his career to to retire at this point. He's only been in the league what eight years? Has it only been eight? I feel like he's been there longer. I feel like it's only been eight years, and I think he's a seven time Pro Bowler. Right. <laughs> like the dude's a it's freak. Unreal. The dude's a freak. I think he's a. I think he might be an eight-time Pro Bowler, seven-time All-Pro. Like he, I, it's it's unbelievable what what he's done. So I was I was happy for Aaron Donald. This is the first Super Bowl I've been like very indifferent about. Like I would have been okay with either team winning for one reason or another. Like I, if if the Bengals would have won, I, I thought that, it, that I picked them to win just because I felt like they were a team of destiny. Joe Burrow winning in his second year. Really, his first full season because he was hurt last year with the ACL. Uh, Jamar Chase being a part of that. T. Higgins. Like, I'm not a Joe Burrow stand, but I could appreciate that he has a bright future. And then guys like on the defensive side, like Mike Hilton, who was an undrafted guy who went and played at Ole Miss, uh, undrafted ends up being a, a Pro Bowler and played in the Super Bowl. So, uh, I, I I found it both sides. Were I was okay with, uh, so, you know, the the one thing I'll say about the Rams though, their fan base is terrible. 
Like, it's so, so bad. Like, the parade was abysmal. What do you expect? I mean, they've barely been a team there for, like, any time at all. And you got, like, 47 other teams to compete with in California. I think the problem is when we talk about football, the most historical franchise that's been there the longest, that's done the most, is San Francisco. And, I mean, you could tell, too, when the Rams played the 49ers in the NFC Championship game at SoFi Stadium, there were more 49ers fans there than there were Rams fans. Everybody always says all the Rams fans are in St. Louis, but honestly, as far as I've heard, it sounds like all the St. Louis fans just gave up on the Rams after they left because they were so upset about it. Now, I don't really know a lot of St. Louis Rams fans or people that were fans of the Rams when they were in St. Louis, but I I mean, you could tell there, there wasn't a huge fan base. I think the fans of the Rams, the ones that are actually LA fans, are I think they're good fans. I just don't think there's that many of them. I mean, the the fan base that was there, even in the stadium for the Super Bowl, they did. I mean, they were loud. They did a good job. Um, I I don't have any hate towards them at all. I haven't had any issues with Rams fans, but I think for them, it's growing that franchise back in LA, getting back into the LA lifestyle. I think winning the Super Bowl this year is going to do a lot for them going forward. Um, but they've got to start making memories like the 49ers were doing for these older people or else they're not going to be able to compete. Yeah, I would say the Raiders are up there too. I mean, like I, I, I know the Raiders have a, had a big fan base when they were in L.A. They kind of established themselves being there. Then they moved to Oakland. There was a lot of talk about them being a team that would move back to L.A. rather than the Rams. And so I, I think that they would do better there than the than the Rams have. I mean, I know the Rams were in L.A. before, back in the 90s, but I, I don't know. To me, the Rams being in St. Louis was kind of perfect. Like, it, it just it, it felt natural. And I actually do know a guy who is from St. Louis, and he's a diehard St. Louis sports fan, and he absolutely hates the Rams, and he wants them to lose every single game ever. And I don't blame him because I've I've always said whenever the Jags finally decide to move to Europe like they plan on doing, I'm going to fully just submit my application to the NFL fan transfer portal. And uh, because I, 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 I actually want them to move at this point. I'm over it. Well, I'll tell you this, man. If they do move and you decide to put your name in the fan transfer portal, I know a good team for you to join, and it's the Cincinnati Bengals. They have a bright future ahead of them. They got Zach Taylor, who I think is a really bright, young offensive mind. He's the type of coach you want to have in the NFL right now. He's got Joe Burrow, who after this season, I mean, I kind of look at him as a top three or four young quarterback in the league. I'm not saying he's top five or anything all together. I mean, there's a lot of guys like Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford, kind of older guys that have been around longer who – have done a lot of good things. Um, they just aren't those young, 20-year-old, up-and-coming players anymore. But guys like Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow's in that conversation now. So, Cincinnati Bengals, Bengals fans, I think you guys are in for a really good future. You got Jamar Chase. You have a lot of pieces on that team, a lot of guys who aren't coming to the end of their contract yet. Um, I think guys like Tyler Boyd, he might end up moving on. But – you know, T. Higgins should still be there. Jamar Chase will still be there. Joe Mixon will still be there. Um, they got Joe Burrow. Offensive line's pretty young. Obviously, they're terrible, but you have you got all the picks in the world to 
do what you can to improve that. You know, you can go out in free agency and make some moves if you need to. Defense wasn't too bad either. I was surprised at how well their defense played in, in the postseason. So, Matt, if you're going to change the Bengals, I'll, uh, I'll stick up for them because Lord knows I'm not doing it for the Falcons. No, no chance I would become a Bengals fan. I, I just couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. But I, I've got to give the Bengals a ton of credit, man. Like they, they, they were just hot, and that's why I picked them in the in the Super Bowl to win. Uh, was they just they were finding ways to win games in ways that they hadn't really had to all year. And against Tennessee, their defense played outstanding. They shut down the run game. They forced Tannehill to try and beat him. They couldn't, he couldn't do it. Uh, in every game, it was like, man, this Bengals team, like they just seem kind of dangerous. And so for them to come out in that game, and I guess we could, we could start breaking down the game a little bit. Like that first quarter, it felt like the Rams were just going to come in and blow the doors off of them because they came that they, they came in, I think it was a three and out for the Bengals. And then the Rams went right down the field, scored a touchdown, uh, Another three and out, or no, they, they went for it on fourth down. The Bengals went for the on fourth and one on the 50, like on their side of the field, and instead of punting it, they went for it. They didn't get it. Rams got the ball, moved down the field, scored a touchdown that first time. And the Rams were kind of moving the ball really well. So, uh, you know, I it started off like it was going to be a blowout, and then the Bengals kind of bounced back. They I, what, I forget what play it was that happened, but it was like, okay, there was uh, there was a big play in the moment. It kind of shifted the momentum back to the Bengals. Bengals ended up playing well, and then just came up a little bit short in the end. Matt Stafford put down that marquee drive at the end of the game that kind of sealed his fate as a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Uh, just because he's gonna he's always gonna have that Super Bowl game winning drive, and most Hall of Fame quarterbacks that are surefire have that moment. And now Matthew Stafford has that moment. That was a very Matthew Stafford drive there at the end. Yeah, and honestly, that's what I was thinking too when that happened. Because if you look at Matthew Stafford's career, the the biggest things that stand out is the fact that he has the most comeback wins in the fourth quarter out of any quarterback in the history of the NFL, which is amazing. I mean, he even on a team like the Lions, who didn't have much success, they only went to two playoff years when – he was there uh, for, what do we say, 11 years? For the 11 years he was there, he didn't do a ton because he couldn't, because the franchise wouldn't let him. But having those you know, comeback wins, if you watch those wins too, he puts the team on his back. I mean, he puts his body on the line. He came in hurt a couple games when he played for the Lions. I think he, he, you know, he got hurt in the Super Bowl and came back. He taped up his ankle and kept playing, put his body in the line. And uh, he's done some amazing things, and I think that's – one reason why, like you should look at uh, Matthew Stafford as a Hall of Famer, because you got to go. All right, I mean, how many guys in the Hall of Fame have that kind of toughness, have that kind of clutch ability to them? I mean, it's Tom Brady s just without the Tom Brady wins. So <laughs> Stafford, I mean, he definitely deserves it, man. If if anyone's going to win one this year, it definitely deserves to be him. I think that if with with Stafford, some of what he did with the Lions, like. It, a lot of people look at the – he never had a playoff win and, and then coming into this year, and they were talking about that, and he was interviewed a lot about that going into the playoffs this year, especially going into that game against uh, the Cardinals in the first round of the playoffs. They were talking a lot about, you know, can we trust Matt Stafford? He doesn't have a playoff win. 
If you look at a lot of the games that he played in, though, throughout his career, he was in the same division as Green Bay with Rodgers, who was in his prime. Green Bay won a Super Bowl. The Bears were also in an NFC Championship one of those years against the Packers. And the defenses that they had were nasty. Then he also had to deal with the Vikings for whenever he lost Megatron. The Vikings had Adrian Peterson. Then they ended up getting a, a better head coach, and they became pretty good. So, like, Stafford's best years with Megatron, he, I mean, he I think he got the most out of them. I, it just, the Lions had nothing else. It was, it was Matthew Stafford and then uh, Calvin Johnson. I'm pretty sure that the, the Lions haven't had, like, a 1,000-yard rusher in, like, 10 years or something like that. It's something crazy. So, like, they never had a, a really well-established run game when Stafford was there. So, I mean, I give Stafford a lot of credit. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Um, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a Georgia fan, so I don't really have the the Stafford bias like like Witt does. So, um, I mean, that's just my honest opinion that I really think that if you look at him, he's I feel like he's been consistently in the top five to seven in major categories like passing yards and stuff like that. And, you know, if you look at Eli, I think he's like five or 6,000 yards behind Eli in passing, but he's like 60 games less than Eli played. So, you know, uh, he, he's, he's a Hall of Famer in my book. Happy to see him win that, that Super Bowl. Uh, great guy. He seemed to have a good time at the uh, at the Super Bowl parade, and uh, saw Brady gave him the uh, the advice of, uh, "Hey man, have slip of water, slip of water in there every now and then. Take it, <laughs> take it from someone who's been there." Yeah, after after Brady's last one, he's stumbling all around the the bay. So I, I got to ask, what was y'all's opinion on the halftime show this year? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I know there's a lot of middle aged men that are pissed off about it and they hated it, but. <laughs> I loved every second of it, man. Man, yeah. everyone at work the next day was like, "Did you like?" So you're you're a younger guy. Did you like? The <laughs> no, I got show? the same question. Did you like the halftime show? Did you like? My dad called me. Did you like the halftime show? Yeah, I I liked it. I mean, but you got to think too. I mean, like, is rap music my favorite kind of music? No, but if it's gonna be rap music on a big stage like that, that's who it needs to be. It needs to be the OGs, the guys that exactly. got rap to become big in the first place. Out in Cali, where, I mean, you could say is really the birthplace of rap music, you know, with NWA and guys like that. So, I mean, it couldn't have been a more perfect time to put this in. I know Matt was talking about Atlanta. I kind of agree with him. It would have been good to see rappers in Atlanta as well and not Maroon 5, which honestly, I mean, which not that they were bad, but I mean, for the city of Atlanta, Maroon 5 is not who you want to get, so... Well, when you think of the city of Atlanta, the cult, it's a rap, it's a, it's rap culture. It's like the, it, it is the, at this point, Atlanta runs rap music. I mean, and it has for several years. I mean, it, it, Atlanta is, if you want to be a rapper, Atlanta is, I mean, looking back, even in the early 2000s, everything, like you had the Ying Yang Twins, Atlanta, Lil John, Atlanta, Ludacris, Atlanta. Outcast, Atlanta. You had Young Jock, Atlanta. Young Jeezy, Atlanta. Migos. 
Bubba Sparks, Atlanta. I'm not, and I'm just, I'm just naming early, early 2000s guys. I'm not even getting into the new guys. I mean, now you got like Rich Homie Quan. Uh, obviously, Migos is like the most popular one. Uh, but then you've got uh, 21 Savages from Atlanta. Like literally, almost every rapper that you hear of that comes out, if they say, "Hey, where's he from?" and you guess Atlanta, you got a pretty good shot at getting it right. So if you're Atlanta. And you're hosting the Super Bowl. Why wouldn't you want that to be your your halftime show? I really like the collaboration they did this year. I thought it was a good group uh, to put everybody together. Fifty Cent coming in, hanging upside down. I love the memes. I thought he was great to throw in there. That was a little surprise. Um, but I I will say I I liked everything. I thought it was a great collaboration of all these nostalgic rappers that we all love from like our age childhood. Um, I, I was a bit sad that some of them were a little underutilized. I love Snoop Dogg's part. Um, 50 Cent's entrance was cool. Um, Eminem, though, barely got to do anything, I feel like. He was kind of undershadowed. He just kind of, you know, did a little bit of his song and then kind of came in for the grand finale. Uh, but apparently, did you see that apparently, like, in the stadium, the audio was terrible? Like, it, you just about couldn't hear it. It sounded pretty great on TV. That doesn't surprise me because I think that they had everything produced for it to be a – they wanted people to enjoy it at home. Like, I don't even think Eminem was actually rapping. I'm pretty sure that was all just him lip lip singing. No, like, he, he did, no... I believe. I, I believe. I was trying to pay attention to that. I believe he was rapping. I'll have to go back and look again. But I think they actually did do live lyrics because you can kind of hear, like, some plosives, like, on the mic, you know. See, I thought that with some of them, but for whatever reason, I thought Eminem didn't. Uh, I wanted to see more Kendrick Lamar. Like, I felt like a, like that's he's one of my favorite rappers. Uh, I, I I was hoping that he was going to be featured a little more, especially him being an LA guy, and he's kind of the the. I I wouldn't say he's under he's not underground by any means. Like everybody knows who Kendrick Kendrick Lamar is, but I feel like he hasn't really come out with anything new in a while. And so he's kind of forgotten about whenever people talk about like rappers of right now. And so I would like to see some more Kendrick. I, I, I love Kendrick Lamar. And then, you know, seeing Dr. Dre and Snoop walk out though, it was pretty cool. The only thing that would have made it better. And, and I actually said this before it started was if they had a Tupac hologram for California love. If they would have had wow. Tupac hologram come out and do his part for California love, that would have been. Uh, I've been like hands down this this wins as the best Super Bowl halftime show ever. Now I I thought that Ice Cube might come out because he was just in California for the the clash right or he was yeah yeah yeah, yeah in California sir, okay good I was checking myself yeah he was just in California for the clash we talked about that last week with Lando and uh, the NASCAR clash in uh, Pasadena and uh, was it Pasadena or was it no it was in LA it was in LA too Coliseum yeah so I I really thought he might pop out but. Uh, didn't, didn't get Ice Cube. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen Ice Cube or some of the more older California guys. I mean, Dr. Dre and Snoop was awesome. Honestly, I think you could have just had them two and then married Jay Blige and just kind of left it at that. Um, but I kind of liked that they threw in, you know, 50 Cent was a surprise. You know, hanging upside down like a bat. Was freaking weird. <laughs> dollar 50 cool. Cent. What'd I say? No, I said dollar 50 oh, Cent. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, he gained, that's a, gained a little bit of weight there. The, uh, it, yeah, infl- then, inflation's been rough for everybody. <laughs> then yeah. Eminem, you know, Eminem has a bunch of songs with Dr. Dre. He's got some really good ones. So, of course, they threw him in there. Then Kendrick's probably the biggest California rapper of today's people. Probably. I mean, Eminem really isn't a California rapper either. He's a Detroit rapper. He just happened to, they just happened to throw him in there, which I love Eminem. 50 Cent's from so New York. Yeah, and then 50 Cent's New York. So, is Mary J. Black California? Was- 
Uh, I actually don't know about Mary J. Blige, but on that one. But I, I thought the same thing whenever they were like, yeah, Eminem too. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's California rappers, and then there's Eminem. Yeah, I was talking to my grandparents about it at dinner on Monday. And uh, my grandma was like, man, you know, me and Neil, we just had to go to sleep after the halftime show. Woo-wee! We just could not stand that one. And I was like, oh, gosh, man. She was like, oh, my parents. But she goes, you know, my parents wouldn't even let me listen to Elvis Presley when I was when I was your age. He, he said he was too provocative. I was like, Mimi, you ought to hear the rappers nowadays. I was about to say, it, it was a fairly mild show. They yeah. did a very good job of, like, changing the lyrics, you know, the one and only instead of, you know, whatever. And <laughs> I mean, if it was Cardi B, you know, Nicki Minaj, you know, people like that. Then, Could you imagine? Yeah, like, you know, Drake, people that have, you know, a little bit more. There's, there's some, I feel like there's some grossness that goes into the, a couple of those. But. I- I that, actually feel like I, I actually feel like Drake would be a phenomenal halftime show for the Drake Super would Bowl. Be, Drake He'd would be, be phenomenal. His he songs just, are fine. His he used to have had a lot of there'd be a lot of bleeping out going on in his songs though. But, but there'd also he would also have like really cool features because I imagine Lil Wayne would be involved in that one because Lil Wayne's the one that brought him along. And then I met like he had a ton of songs with Rihanna. Like it would be a sweet halftime halftime show if they if they got I think, Drake. I think my grandma would pass straight out if they played Steady Mobbing at a halftime show. <laughs> or uh, Lollipop. Could you imagine WAP? <laughs> you mean WAP? 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 Is it WAP or WAP? WAP, WAP, WAP and Wobble. They're, they play at every wedding, so you can get away with those. WAP. WAP would not do well. All right, well, let's go ahead and move into our pour one out, cut them off segment. Matt, who are you pouring one out for this week? I'm pouring one out this week for Rob Manfredless Baseball because college baseball starts this weekend. No lockout necessary for college baseball. Uh, it's coming back this weekend. A lot of really interesting matchups. Vandy's playing Oklahoma State. That'll be a really good matchup. Mississippi State's playing Long Beach State. Long Beach State, the Dirtbags, they're like a very blue-collar, awesome, fun, gritty team to watch. Uh, Ole Miss has Charleston Southern. Georgia Southern's going to Tennessee. So it'll be a, a good weekend matchup. Tennessee went to the College World Series last year, so that's a good matchup for Southern to really see how they're going to be this year. I think that Southern could really fare well in the Sun Belt. Uh, so excited for college baseball. There's really no atmosphere like it. And then I am cutting off this week. Uh, really nothing. I'm just going to pour another one out because we've got racing this weekend. Daytona 500 coming up on Sunday. Wit, this is this will be your first Daytona 500 full experience. As Maddox is screaming at me right now, uh, we're also we also have the uh, duels on right now, and uh, that's all I've got. Wit, what you got? So I'm taking one out of Matt's playbook and pouring one out for a sport we don't usually talk about, which is basketball. Pour one out for the NBA. Pour one out for the sport of basketball, and I'm pouring one out for State Farm Arena. State Farm Arena. It's a phenomenal place to watch a basketball game. Just a one basketball game. The Hawks might be two games under 500, but they are a very fun basketball team to watch. They're actually really good too, and I'm I was kind of surprised because I know last year, you know, the Hawks made a run Eastern Conference Finals, uh, lost to the Bucks before the Bucks Bucks went on and won the NBA Finals. But the Hawks actually are pretty good. Trey Young is still an animal. Dropped 41 points on the Cavs, who were the number two seed going into. Uh, Tuesday night's game, uh, me and my roommate Ryan, who's a Cavs fan, went to that game. He left brutally disappointed. I left very happy. Uh, man, I mean, it's just awesome. They they did a lot to that arena uh, since it was Phillips Arena. I actually haven't been since it was Phillips Arena. 
and uh, you would not believe some of the stuff they changed. They got all kinds of breweries all over the arena. The food's cheap, like Mercedes-Benz. Parking's a nightmare, but besides that, it's an awesome place to be. That that little sliver of Atlanta with Mercedes-Benz, State Farm, World of Coke, um, I think the, the, the aquarium's aquarium. over there, Centennial Olympic Park. Very, very cool. College Football Hall of Fame, awesome area. I love that place. I love that small area of Atlanta. The rest of Atlanta, you know, I could give or take, but that part right there is really cool. Part went out for State Farm, and I'm cutting off Liberty Media because it has been almost four months since the Braves won the World Series, and Freddie Freeman is still not re-signed, and we're still wondering if he's going to sign. We're still hearing rumors, oh, the Yankees are coming to get him. Oh, the Dodgers are coming to get him. Oh, you know, maybe the Red Sox will come get him. Let's just shut up. Just sign the dude. Pay him what he wants. If he wants six years, $500 million, I don't care. Just throw him the money. I don't care if he's old. He brought us the first World Series since 1995. He was the best player on the team. He's been the best player on the team since Chipper Jones left. He's a guy we really need. He's the leader of the locker room. Without Freddie Freeman, I don't see us doing anything like that again anytime soon, even with guys like Ron Acuna or Ozzy Albee. So Liberty Media, open up the dang pocketbook and just pay Freddie Freeman for the love of God, please. Keys. Yeah, I think you're forgetting that uh, the last MLB season actually was last year, so you're not getting another one. It's over. Well, that's fine with me. All right, then uh, <laughs> cut it. I, I, I also want to remind you Whit, that uh, there's been a lockout since December, so they can't do any negotiations or anything. The Nationals are offering and, the uh, Nationals are offering record money to Juan Soto. Yeah, He's I turning it down. That. That, that is true. But that was uh, that was before the lockout. That was pre-lockout. We didn't hear about it before the lockout. I heard about it yesterday. Was that really pre-lockout? Yeah. It's been four months, and yeah, we just now heard about it. It was, it's been, it was pre-lockout. Yeah. Well, but you've also got to think. You got to understand that that it that in the lockout conditions, baseball media and stuff, they're going to sparsely release things. They probably knew about it, and they're just now talking about it because they don't want. Uh, anyone to find out about it but in the lockout there can be no contact like the players aren't even allowed to go to the facility brian snicker because he's considered front office he can't even talk to freddie freeman listen, like he's not allowed to have any contact with the players listen matt that sounds way too reasonable for me i'm gonna be really mad about it <laughs> i don't i don't care i don't care about this lockout i don't care about this you know we just won a world series let's party no sign freddie freeman just just sign him. i don't care if you can't do it i don't care if I don't care if you have to sneak to his house dressed as Mr. Incredible like I did for Halloween two years ago. Just go do it. Go go and get him to sign. Put it on paper. Announce it after the lockout. I don't care. Just get it done and tell me so I can quit being mad about it. And I also heard that Liberty Media is not the problem. It's Alex Anthopoulos. Anthopoulos doesn't want to give him um, the extra six-year that he wants. And Liberty Media was like, yeah, I mean, we'll give you whatever you need. So... I don't know who you heard that from. Hey, Witt's getting a little feisty after this double. I don't know who you heard IPA. that from, but if I were if I were Alex Anthopoulos, I would give him twenty five years, four hundred billion if I could. Give him it. Give him all of it. I just spent one hundred and fifty dollars on a jersey, so if he's not there next year, I'm gonna be pissed. You could have got that same jersey for sixty bucks right now, my man. You know what? I don't care. I bought it right after the <laughs> World Series. I gave my money to the Braves and Fanatics, and they could keep it. Because Whit makes a lot of You're money. You're welcome. We, everyone, everyone needs to know this. Whit makes a lot of money. Hey, did you so know Whit makes a lot of money? Things. No, I haven't been. Whit makes a lot of money. I I will make a lot of money. Not yet. It's called, it's called, uh, what's the word? 
It's called believing in yourself. It's called, it's called uncapped commission and believing in yourself. Keys, who you pouring one out for? <laughs> okay, I'm pouring one out for Matthew Stafford. We already talked about it a lot. Uh, Matthew Stafford, probably in my mind, has been the best, like in the best group of quarterbacks consistently for the past 11 years and has not gotten to win anything. Uh, because of the team that's been around him. So I'm pouring one out for Matthew Stafford because he finally got to win. They put him on a money team, and he came away with the bag. Good for Matthew Stafford. Very happy to see him actually get to succeed for once. And I'm cutting off, staying with the Rams. The Rams being in Los Angeles and the Los Angeles fans, but it's not really their fault because the teams knew there. I know they were there before. Teams kind of knew. The parade sucked. There was nobody there. Um they, you got Sean McVay doing doing ch- crowd chants, and there's about four people chanting back. So it, it's just very disappointing to see, especially after we got to see such an awesome World Series parade from the Braves this year, to go around and see uh, a Rams parade that was just bare. Uh, it's kind of disappointing. Um, but like I said, you can't really blame the city. There's there's good fans there. There's just not that many of them. So cutting off the – the Rams and the parade and all that nonsense. I have I have one more pouring out going off of Keezus. Okay, go ahead. Pour one out, cut him off. I'm pouring one out for drunk Matthew Stafford. Oh, that's and funny. drunk UGA quarterbacks in general, because I don't think the media talks about Stetson Bennett or Matthew Stafford quite enough in the way that they they won their championships. I'm wearing my national championship Georgia shirt for those that can't see me. Matt, I know you can see me. Um, Matthew or Stetson Bennett came off the field, chugged a bottle of champagne. Chugged a bottle of champagne at the parade. Matthew Stafford came off the field, chugged a bottle of champagne, gave an interview. Both of them gave interviews after the game at the championship parades, completely drunk, having the greatest time of their whole life. And I am I am here for it. Um, it reminds me of Alex Ovechkin, maybe a little bit lesser because Alex Ovechkin it's looks like animal. he was about to drown himself in alcohol, especially when he was drinking from the Stanley Cup. But Matthew Stafford drunk. Got to pour one out for that guy. And pour one out for this beer, man. This beer is really good. I've been yeah, sitting here drinking Witt's, it. If you can't tell, Witt's really enjoying the double hazy. The 9.3 is getting to me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So I really wish that I could partake in the beer. But uh, so the whole reason, and we talked about this a little bit, but that I started going to the gym, which I now go to the gym at 4 a.m. And I'm proud of is you. Is I am doing a challenge, the I Want Abs Challenge 2022 with a guy, his name is Corey Gregory. He owns Corey G Fit. It's a fitness website. He also owns Max Effort Muscle, former co-founder of Muscle Farm. So, big guy. So, this year, they are giving away to the first place winner with the big, like the best transformation. They are giving away a 2022 Mercedes-Benz C300. Uh, I'm sure that there are thousands of people that are entering this competition um second place gets a rolex third place gets 10k in crypto so you know i am i i started off like oh well you know what if i don't win so be it at least i'll be in better shape and now i i'm in it to win it like i've been doing everything following the book the diet the workouts everything to a t the lunges so uh, I wish that I could enjoy that beer and I can enjoy that beer on a Saturday night or a Friday night as my like carb spike. But uh, 
I'm I'm in it to win a Mercedes Benz, and I'm I'm all in right now. So uh, I have April 27th is my like after picture due date. So on April 27th, if I'm still a fat pos, y'all can all make fun of me and call me the Pillsbury Doughboy and do whatever else you want because I deserve it. Hey, so. you can drive your Mercedes Benz all the way up to Rock Solid Brewing with us on a Saturday, and then we can have some beer. Okay, when you win that Mercedes. Yeah, you know, I win the, if I win the Mercedes, I, I would probably, I'll actually be in shock. Like, it would be nuts if I did win it. Hey, but that, I, crypt, I, that's that crypto wouldn't for. be too bad either, though. No, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be mad about the crypto, the Rolex, or the or the Benz. I mean, honestly, I I could, I could do with any Matt, of them. It, so, it's funny you I'm, mentioned that challenge because I'm actually doing a challenge of my own that many of you might have seen being with me in person, especially during the Super Bowl. It's called the I Want Flabs Challenge, and what it is is <laughs> it's you wake up at 4 a.m. and you just start eating like complete garbage from the beginning of the day. To the end of the day, you have a bunch of buddies over to your house every single weekend. You eat massive amounts of pizza and wings and drink an absurd amount of beer all throughout the weekend. And then you feel like crap from Monday to Wednesday. You might eat clean Thursday. You get one cheat day. And then the rest of the week, you got to eat like complete garbage. So it's a lot of pizza, a lot of grease. But um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully I win. We'll see what happens. I've been on that diet for a while. I'm trying yeah. to do better, but... I'll be honest, man. I miss I, – that is the one food that I really don't even like that much. Like I like pizza, but it's not like – I'm not like a lot of people are with pizza where they're like, oh, I can eat pizza like five out of seven days a week. <laughs> like I can eat pizza once or twice a week. Like it, it, it's it, – you know, it's a good food, but it's not like high quality. In my caliber of foods, like I, I would much rather have a lot of other things. But my God, I freaking want a buffalo chicken pizza – and I want to dunk it in all the ranch dressing <laughs> like that. That is the one thing that I'm like, God, I really just want buffalo chicken pizza and ranch dressing. So there's this. Uh, the, so Wit and I live in the same apartment complex. And, you know, there's three of our other friends that live in here as well. Uh, so between the the five of us, somebody is at this little pizza place called Harry's Pizza across the street from us every single day. Sometimes two days in a row for some of us, you know, sometimes four days out of the week, you know, we're at Harry's pizza a lot. So I'm, they, they're starting to recognize us and they're starting to know our orders. And it's a problem. <laughs> at my, my true bill on my, I got a downloaded true bill to like cancel some like subscriptions or whatever. It thought that Harry's pizza was a subscription because I spend the same amount so often there. This is a problem. See those small pizza places like that. Like I had Harry's when we when we did our live show over at Wits. Uh, we ate Harry's. That's right, and it was incredible. Like that was good pizza. the The problem is whenever you find those good pizza places like that, as you know, they have lunch specials where it's like two massive slices of pizza and a salad for five bucks, or two massive slices of pizza and like some cheese sticks or something for six bucks, and it comes with a drink, and so then next thing you know, you're going and you're getting a slice of pepperoni, a slice of cheese. You're dumping the extra Parmesan on top of it, a little red pepper flakes, and calling it a day. Or they are like – a lot of those places have amazing subs and wings like or calzones. Like they have, they have an extra thing that they're just like so freaking good at. Like there was a pizza place back home that the, the pizza was really good like that, but then their meatball sub was like – heavenly because they would just throw loads of mozzarella on top of it and it was godsend like it was amazing yeah dude the hairy the hairy subs the meatball the meatball marinara and the chicken parm phenomenal changed my life oh yeah 
God. April 28th, we're going to get some freaking Harry's <laughs> we're gonna, Pizza. We're going to do another live podcast, and we're going to do some Harry's Pizza wings and some subs. Yeah. Are their wings good? Dude. They're okay. They're pretty good. They're, they're pretty good. good. I thought their hot wings, their barbecue wings were really good. When we got we got barbecue wings for the championship weekend, and those were great. The We got hot wings this weekend. I didn't think they were phenomenal. They were good. Don't speak ill of Harry's. I'm not speaking ill of Harry's. They were good. I'm just saying. They weren't above and beyond. They weren't above and beyond. But they the were pizza, good. the calzones, and the subs. That's what I'm there for. The calzones were awesome. See, I've I've discovered recently that I'm like an absolute wing guy. Like I'm a wing guy. I I don't know when it started, but like if we go to a restaurant and I don't really know what I want, it's wings. I'm the same way. I go wings, and it started Dingus Beer and Wings. 2018. That's is true. Exactly when it started. So I would say mine started even probably before I went to Beer and Wings at Dingus. It, it, it was there was a Locos would do the same sort of deal with their boneless wings, and then same with uh, there's a place in Statesboro called Sports Page, um, and Sports Page was only around for like six seven months. It's where big shows ended up being put right there across from the stadium. And the, I, I went to, I was there in school for a summer and I went to the sports page literally every night because I knew like three of the bartenders that worked there. And so I would go there and eat and they basically just started giving me free food and they would give me extra wings. Like if they made too much, too many wings and they had this like special house sauce that they would give you with it. And it was so good. And from that moment on, it was like, I'm a wing guy. What can I say? Well, that is it for today's show. If you've been enjoying our episodes this season, please drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or a five-star rating on Spotify. And if you would like to help support future episodes, please click the support link in the description of this episode, or you can check out our merch store at aroundthekeg.com for some cool ATK gear. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at aroundthekeg and on Twitter at aroundthekegpod. Send us any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss on the show, and we'll be happy to include as much as we can. Have a great week. See y'all.